Hello, my name is Chris Pollock. I'm one of the pastors at the H Street Church in Oklahoma City, and I want to welcome you to This Week in the Way of Jesus. Here we are in the third week of Advent. Christmas will soon be here, but until that time, we wait with anticipation and hope. The holiday season is central in our cultural narrative. The Christmas trees and the decorations are for sale as early as Halloween. Thanksgiving calls us to be grateful people, but our true qualities or lack thereof are revealed the day after on Black Friday. Some data reports say that on that day, a single day, we spent nearly $10 billion online to get items and goods at a discounted rate. And the amazing part is this, it was only a matter of hours before those items showed up at our doorsteps. We are a group of people that can have what we want whenever we want it. We can get it fast, immediately, it can come now. That is simply amazing. But this ability to get commodities immediately, at the moments our heart desire them, or at the click of a button, might not necessarily be good for us. That is why I invite you to practice patience this week. Hear the word of the Lord from Isaiah 35, 1 through 2b, and 5 through 10a. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. Then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where the jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow, and a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it, Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In 732 BC, the people of God had their land invaded, ransacked, and completely destroyed. Now their enemies, the superpower of the day called Assyria, had moved in and destroyed their land, jerking all the spoils and resources from their land. Whatever couldn't be used was burned, destroyed, or torn down. There was nothing left, not a house, not a tree, no sign of the living. 
Anyone who regrettably survived this tragedy was made prisoner of war and was ushered off to a place that was not their home. They were forced into exile. Simply stated, exile is this. Exile is creation that has gone all out of joint. Exiled people of God had their worlds crash down around them. As a pastor, I work with people on a regular basis whose worlds have crashed down around them. I know people who live in exile. I have seen how creation seems to be all out of joint to some. After all these years of doing what I do, I'm keenly aware that this pain, these issues have caused folks to spiral into patterns of regret where despair consumes them, shame becomes the foundation of their identity, and all this happens as they start taking a walk on the long, lonely road called hopelessness. What do we do when we are walking on this road? Well, we look to the vision of Isaiah, and we look to the practices of a group of people that powers tried to force into exile but somehow would not let go of hope. Over the last few months, I've been working my way through a very interesting book called The Patient Ferment of the Early Church by Alan Kreider. Kreider contends that the church grew because the virtue of patience was of central importance in the life and the witness of the early Christians. In their earliest writings, they wrote about patience. They didn't write about evangelism, and they spent their time reflecting on prayer, study, and worship. And the church grew not by specific strategies, but because of this main virtue, patience. The Advent Christmas season is central to our cultural narrative, but the birth of Jesus wasn't even really talked about that much until the 5th century. Easter was the center of their year. The early Christians and Christians since believe that the resurrection of Jesus has incredible implications for our souls and spirits, but just as important, it has implications for all of creation. The resurrection of Jesus was the beginning for the early Christians, not Christmas. They believed it was the evidence they needed to convince them that God's promises to rescue his children from their exiles and restore and remake that which was broken was indeed going to come about. The resurrection of Jesus meant that God was going to fulfill the promises Isaiah spoke. We are waiting, we are trusting, we are longing, Lord, descend. Let a flame of love be kindled while
As I think of God's promises to do this work of restoration and this work of rescuing people from their exile, my patience runs thin. I look around and I get discouraged. The news doesn't seem that good. I want God to do this work now. We have been waiting for Him for a long time, after all. That is why this week's weekly practice is practicing patience. Patience was the virtue of the early church. Patience is trusting that God will do what God says God will do. It is waiting, but it is waiting with anticipation. It is expecting that we will be rescued from our exile, but that we trust it will happen on God's time and in God's way. I've wondered if our experience in exile has played into our habits of constant consumption. We must fill the void as we walk the lonely road called hopelessness. We don't know what to do in our exile. We don't know what to do when the world crashes down around us. But the promise is there in Isaiah. And the evidence is there in Jesus, which means that as we practice patience, God will take us off the lonely road of hopelessness and place us on the highway of holiness. So this week, I want to invite you into the practice of patience. As you move through your week, consider in what ways you feel like you need something now. Then pause and be aware that you are in training. Try to think about the scenarios when you are most impatient and that give you the most anxiety. Attempt to search your own feelings. And as you do that, ask yourself these questions. Why is it that I need this thing now? What is it that's going on inside me that makes me so anxious? And finally, how will adding the practice of patience in my life help me to love someone else? provide hope for another person, and celebrate not only what God has done, what I believe God will do. Friends, thank you for joining us as we live this way of Jesus together. May the grace and peace that you need be given to you here, today, now, this coming week, and wherever you go. Amen. We are waiting, we are trusting.